is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez Guess. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Welcome back to Corporate Cafecito. Yo soy Nayeli Suarez Gas. Yo soy Mario Rodriguez. And today we have one of my favorite people. He is my little cousin. His name is Sergio Suarez Jr. I used to babysit him when he was little, and he's all grown up now and is the CEO of Tackle AI. So if you have been following the news, they are like AI this and AI this, and it's going to ruin your job and take your money and your kids. And I was like, I called him the other day and I was like, hey, what is going on? Explain it to me. And he started talking. I'm like, you know what? Wait, let's record this because I'm not going to remember it. So I thought if he was going to explain it to me, he should explain it to the world. So before you explain AI to us, um, could you maybe walk us through your background, who you are, and how you got to, what got you to tackle AI, to open tackle AI? Yeah, so I, I started off more, I'm, I'm more of a mathematician, so I, I like doing math more than, more than anything. Um, it just so happens that AI is really just a lot of statistics. Um, so back in, like, I want to say like 2012, 2013, I started to see that um, machine learning was a thing. Um, and I kind of thought, hey, this is going to be really important. I should really get into this kind of stuff. And I had done other kind of AI earlier on, uh, mostly around probability. So um, I was like, yeah, let me see what I can do in this field. I started in medical. So I would do things like read healthcare documents and figure out how to extract information from them, merge documents together in the healthcare space. So one hospital would buy another hospital. You had to merge databases together. But sometimes um, uh, your information was exactly matching, so you would show up in both places. So we would do that and figure out who was who. Um, sometimes women would change their last names and their addresses. So it didn't match up. So we did a lot of that. And a lot of it was more around probability. Um, and then I started uh, Tackle AI in 2017. Actually, to, today is our sixth year anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and the everything that we did at Tackle was mostly focused around our own proprietary tech. I didn't want to use um, kind of open source things. I didn't want to use things that other people had. I'm like, if I can build an AI that is very specific towards reading black and white documents, which is what you get in healthcare and in legal and all these things, um, I think we could be more accurate. We could be faster than, than anything else on the market. And that's what we were able to achieve. And yeah, that's kind of how I got here. So like I said, we're going to bombard you with questions. Sure. Like, how do you, like, how does one start that? Like, what do you, what do you do? Is it just like, what, what is AI? Is it like, I know you talk about math and I love math too, which is why we <laughs> geek out together, but like, is it a series of algorithms or do you have it pick up patterns? Like, what does it do? And then like, how did that help you merge everything? So at Tackle, we do machine learning a bit different. So we'll kind of get into like, you'll hear artificial intelligence. That's a really broad term. It was actually like a bad thing to say. Uh, back when I started Tackle, they used to say, hey, make sure you call it machine learning. Because AI had a really bad kind of uh, reputation from the 90s when, you know, it was just a bunch of if-then statements, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then they're like, hey, it's logic. But I always tell people... Yeah, if but I then can... Excel's like, you can only do seven, and then it was just very <laughs> limiting. Well, I always told people, like, um, if I can do your AI in Excel, it's not AI, yeah. right? What you have is logic trees, right? And th those are cool, too. There's some really cool stuff you can do with that. But AI... Um, so then what really started to come more around and, and what everybody kind of is learning now is neural networks. 
right? They're basically little artificial brains. And the way that we teach these brains, um, if people knew what we did, it'd scare everybody. Because in reality, we don't know why we're getting the answers we're getting most of the time. Um, I, I like to give this example. It's like you have, you have this little robot, and you tell this little robot, hey, this is a cat, and this is the letter B, right? And now this robot knows that answer. And then it, we build then 100 little robots, and we don't tell them the answer. And we simply say, choose the cat. And about 50 of them are going to choose the B, and 50 of them are going to choose the cat. And what we do is we delete all the ones that chose the B, and we replicate now 1,000 times the one that chose the cat correctly. And then we say again, choose the cat. But you do that trillions of times, and statistically, for some reason, one of these little bots simply knows that's the cat, that's the bee. We can't explain why, simply because there's too many connections and neurons that were created for us to know what it's looking at. Now, we're doing better with that, but um, most of the time we have no idea why we're getting the answers we're getting. So the only thing you can control is the data that you're training the AI with. So um, if you give it faulty data, it will give you faulty information. Okay, let's talk about that kind of AI. So we yours is more medical and healthcare. What is the AI that everyone's talking about? Like I know we yeah. hear ChatGPT, but like what is that AI and how is it similar or different? So and by the way, that robot example was really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of so, scary, but yeah. I know, like, okay, I got it. The cat. So many times yeah. we're like, hey, how are you doing that? I'm like, well, I don't really know, but you know, I just know that mathematically this is how it works out. Um, and what you're going to hear a lot about, there's two things, and people are getting them a bit confused. There's generative AI, right? Um, That's like it, the chat GPT? Correct. But right. what's really behind it, right, is large language models, right? Or you'll hear people say LLMs, right? And what I've never heard anyone say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> we just did. We just yeah, did. Like, just, like, you're like, of course, yes, yes. Of course, yes, yes. Uh-huh. yes. Um, but uh, large language models are really like predictive. So they're, uh, if you've ever been typing like an email and it kind of wants to tell you the next thing to oh, say, yeah. um, that's because it's read billions and billions of emails and is making a guess as to what you're saying because um, people thought Gmail was free. It wasn't. It's reading all your emails to learn things like this. So, I mean, Google's been collecting data forever to build generative AI and to build large language models so that it can more easily sell stuff, right? Or make it easier to do stuff like, like sending emails so you don't have to type as much. Um, and that's really the scary one, is, is, is large language models. Because with large language models, you can do things like guess what's coming. You can plan, right? So you can literally say, make me a plan to do X or to do Y, and it can come up with ideas, right? Whereas most um, before what AI was, was, hey, look at a data set and find insights or find patterns and then give me those patterns, right? And then the humans would kind of decide what to do with it. Some people, I always tell people, um, you used to hear the word analytics a lot mm-hmm. and it went away. And now you always hear AI. That's because the two are getting confused for each other now. Um, but that used to be what AI was, was more analytics. Bring me back something. Human does something. Now it's... Um, AI does it all, you know, and you can now tell an AI like, hey, write me a 50,000 word essay, right, in the form of Edgar Allan Poe about the Little Mermaid, and it it will do it because it's read so much that it can come up with that. When you say it will do it, what is the, is that, like, I know, I say ChatGPT because that's the one I know, but yeah. are there many like ChatGPT? Yeah, there are different platforms. Or is that, 
No, there's tons. There's thousands, oh, wow. right? That just happens to be OpenAI owns ChatGPT. Okay. Um, and that was a company founded, um, I want to say in like 2018 or something like that, 2019. Um, and they just had a lot of funding. Their big thing is they were able to get like $50 million to use towards just training because it's very expensive to train these models, right? You need a lot of the GPU robots. power. Yeah, <laughs> you need a lot of GPUs, like the graphics cards. Mm-hmm. The reason they got so expensive was um, they used to be expensive because people were, were uh, mining Bitcoin and now they're training models. So now those prices, you know, they dipped and now they're way back up again because we're all, we're all trying to make our own um, uh, AI models using machine learning. And it's very intensive. And that's one of the things that we're still trying to figure out is how to not use as much power mm-hmm. to train because our brain barely has more electricity than like a light bulb. Yet we're able to comprehend and, and do really complex math with not a lot of power, but we haven't been able to replicate that. Um, so we brute force it and just a whole bunch of electricity. <sighs> okay. So I, I did hear a lot about the electricity for mining Bitcoin and like yeah, things yeah. like that. So that's a very similar process to like AI in terms of like the type of server capacity and things that you need to be able to create this generative text. Correct. Yeah. So it's, um, it requires, it's just a bunch of. I feel of, like I don't even know the sentence I just said. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense. It made sense. It made sense. What it, did I say? I follow you. I follow you. It, it requires a lot of um, computations, mm-hmm. right? And, um, but trillions of them. Like over and over and over again, the more computations you can do, the more simulations you can run, the more these little patterns come in and um, the AI knows that this is now true. Um, It used to be. So here's the thing, right? This is what a lot of people don't know. Uh, This technology has been around since like 1978. Like building neural networks has been a thing forever. Um, We just never had enough data to train the models to be able to learn this. So what happened is. As we started generating more and more data, we accumulated this data. So the data. internet did this? Correct. It was, it was the internet and just creating, you know, Word yeah, documents. Yeah, because then everything PDFs, was out. Google, like Google reading all your emails, um, uh, books, like all kinds of like the other thing too, even like with podcasts like this, there's going to be AI that's reading the podcast or listening to the podcast, transcribing it, seeing why, how we talked the way we talked, what was the next. So if we ever wanted to recreate a podcast and say, hey, let's do a podcast in the way you know, they do it on cafecito um, and generate it, it will generate an entire conversation just (gasps) like this, right? And so when people start talking about, hey, it's coming for us or whatever, like, yeah, (laughs) like it definitely is. I heard it in music. I heard it in music. Uh, uh, I'm a big Jose Jose fan and Frank Sinatra fan. And he, he sang Fly Me to the Moon. But with the inflections, and he did it in Spanish, but it was just on key. Everything was on point how Frank Sinatra would sing it, but it was in Jose Jose's voice, and I saw it. Oh, due to AI, you did this. I'm like, how is this possible? It was insane because he never recorded the song. The, the toughest part with AI is um, trying to get it to not be perfect because I think what we like in things is the imperfections. And right now we can tell when it's AI because it doesn't get the imperfections right. Uh, so exactly, like you're saying, hey, perfectly in pitch, I'm like, wow. perfectly clear. <laughs> right. um, but it's when like, hey, make it like he was smoking cigarettes all day and then he sang it, you know? Like, yeah. And that's the part that AI struggles with. But okay. as, as it starts to pick up on that, um, yeah, it'll be, we won't be able to discern whether it was real or not. So I was reading an article and it said that AI will replace a lot of jobs and that always sends people into a frenzy. And then I, I was like, well, we had the industrial revolution, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that you and yeah. me the other day and things like that. Like what, like, how do you see this? Or like, what what have you, has been your experience in terms of job replacement and job creation? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I say that this one's different. There's always been a revolution in some kind against, you know, the, the markets change. Um, you know, like you're saying, you know, when they were like, oh, robots or your machines are going to start building our cars. Where are all these people going to go? And then eventually there was something else we could do. Another industry was formed, right? Um, this is a bit different in that AI is able to do so much right now. And what it's going to be able to do in five years is going to blow people away. Like you guys are, you're hearing about ChatGPT and stuff right now. Like we knew what that was four years ago, right? In, in the AI world. So we knew this was coming. We were way ahead of it. Um, that what, what OpenAI was able to do was make it very easy for anybody to use. Like they, they, got, they made something very complex down to just type here, right? Which was so cool. Yeah. Whereas before we had all these different commands and stuff that we had to do mm -hmm. to get it to mm -hmm. do stuff. But now, you know, now it's just like, hey, just type a thing here and you get it. Um, the truth is, um, AI is going to come for all the jobs, like all of them. Uh, there was, um, you know, especially like even at Tackle AI, like we, we automate the, the processing of documents. So a lot of these documents would end up in India. So now with one server, we can do the work of 2000 people in India. Right. And now these people were, you know, $2 an hour or $3 an hour. Um, uh, recently we started to do more complex documents, more complex texts. These are more people that make 12 to $15 an hour. Uh, things that ChatGPT are doing is now people who make $30, $45 an hour. Um, I just saw um, a new version of one of the AI that we're putting out with, and it'll replace a paralegal. Right? So now you're talking about people who make $80,000 to $100,000 a year. Um, there's nothing that it won't, you know, because of the large language models, um, it, uh, it'll just do it better and faster, and it'll never sleep. Uh, so it becomes a thing of... Um, uh, us having to prepare for that and what industries can come from it. There's a bunch of industries we can create, but it's a matter of how do we get everybody to participate in that industry? Cause right now it's going to be like 20 companies and that's it, right? It'll be 20 companies, companies like mine will get gobbled up by them and they'll own all the AI and that's where all the money goes. Right. <laughs> so that's probably going to create $4 trillion, right. In, in revenue and in, um, for in just in the United States or even globally, right? It could be in the trillions. Um, but it's a matter of like, okay, but who's getting the trillions? Because <laughs> the reality is it'll just be anybody who's doing AI. Gracias por tomarte tu cafecito con nosotros. If you're enjoying this, please leave a review wherever you listen. Share and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and also at corpcafecito.com. Let us know what you'd like to hear, or if you'd like to be part of our show. So Sergio, how, how does one embrace this change? Right, because we know, as Winston Churchill said, if you don't embrace change, change will grab you by the throat. How do we stay relevant? How do we embrace and stay stay ahead? Not ahead, but just stay informed of how AI could impact our lives. Yeah, I would say um, if you're not doing stuff with AI right now, start like immediately. Figure out how how you can use this to your benefit, oh. right, with things. Because um, what would you recommend? What would be the beginning starting point? Because I'm like green as green. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, you can start by just getting an account with something like ChatGPT and like okay. even realizing what it's capable of doing, okay. right? There's awesome articles that you can read. Now, ChatGPT is going to be in almost all of your apps, 
right? Or at chat GPT like things, right? Whether it's uh, yeah, I've uh, seen it in Outlook. It's already pre- yeah, just in so, what I could I could respond. I'm like, yeah. wow. right. And you can just tell, hey, this is how I want to respond. Okay, these are kind of the things I want included. Write the email, and then it just writes it, right? But you got to think of how can I use that, right? How yeah. can that benefit me? And a lot of it is like, hey, I can help write articles for for newspapers, right? Um, I can tell you that marketing people have been using this specific thing for the last four years. Mm. Everything, every time you get an email from somebody, um, at first you could tell it was an AI. Now you can't. Right now it literally sounds like somebody who you know, and and then it'll scour the internet to find facts about you. And it'll be like, hey, Sergio, I really love that you went to this school. And, you know, I heard your talk that you gave at wherever like it was really really great i really learned a lot from that Shut especially up. where you, you said x y you're saying this and i've gotten those emails and i'm like oh that's so cool thanks <laughs> yeah. they did their research yeah <laughs> right like, wow, yeah. So but it's nobody right it's literally just an wow. ai that went through and figured it all out wow. and hoping that somebody will respond and here's the weird thing the ai will also get your response and it'll respond back to you and then the third time it gets to a human right but it's only a matter of time before it's just the ai does the whole thing Right and, wow. and sells you stuff, right? That's um, so sad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that is what's coming. So we got to figure out, yeah, where we fit in in this right, world. Because right. we decided a long time we were a capitalist country, and it's how do we make the most money for the least amounts, uh, with spending the least, right? Maximize. Make the most, spend the least. Yeah. Um, therefore, we're gonna have to figure out how we take care of people. Um, but more importantly, for me, in general, it's how do we govern what's being created, right? There's a really good example, and I, I, was, I was talking to, to uh, Nayeli about this, where um, they, they were trying to automate giving loans to, to people, and they took information from like 1970-something, I want to say 76, 77, uh, all the way to like 1998, mm-hmm. and they created these enormous models on you know hundreds of thousands of, of transactions from loans, and they, they noticed that um, the AI was giving higher rates and was um, giving out loans less to people of color, right? And, and, and women. So they're like, okay, something's up. Something's wrong here. Where did we screw this up? It wasn't screwed up. That's simply what the data said, right? From 1970 From the to then. People for who how had, they were. you know, were, were yeah. minorities. And that was one of the things you could check. Right in your in your application, because then they were supposed to give you a loan more often, you know, if you were a right. person of color. Right. But also, when your last name was Rodriguez, or as opposed to whatever, if it knew it was Hispanic last name, you had less of a chance. But that's huh. just because that's what it was like, right? So the most important thing about AI, and the part that no one talks about, is correcting. It's curating, mm-hmm. yeah, course correcting, mm-hmm. but curate the data in a way that is fair. So when you're training these models, you're not giving biased information. Right. So actually you're not the, extending the racism that correct. experienced in lending before. Exactly. So we want to yeah. say there's a hundred there's systematic racism in, in the data. It's there, right? No doubt. I've seen it over and over and yeah. over again. Um, I think the most important thing is actually the people here. Um, the people who are a part of the teams that are training the AI. So it's looking at data and saying, okay, I'm not just going to give it everything. We're going to go through and make sure that this is fair. So for me, the most important part of Tackle is having an incredibly diverse team, right? I want people from all walks of life. So if you come into our office, everybody looks different. Everybody speaks differently. We have every religion. We have people from all over the world. Um, And it's because of that. I want everyone's opinions on the data that's going in. So you could train AI to to also include different perspectives to some extent. Absolutely, yeah. But it's going to come down to us. The easy way, right? The easy way is just throw everything at it, you know, right. throw every piece of information we have and let's see what it comes up with. But 
you know, we don't have a great history of of uh, how we've been towards uh, people of color and, you know, just people in general that um, are less fortunate than yeah, others. So, so let me yeah. ask you this. Marginalized. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Thank you. <laughs> this may be some. Is it, would it be possible in AI to teach these bots to have emotional intel- intelligence? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow. that's definitely coming too. Wow. Yeah, and how do you cheat with someone depending on how they react to you, right? Yeah. So if I react hostily, okay, what's the best way of, of answering? Countering. And it's because we, we can look at literally uh, every chat that's ever been had with a person online, right? Uh, or a customer service rep, right? Mm-hmm. That, hey, chat, like that's one of the big ways we get a lot of data is chat logs from people when they talk to customer service reps, Right? How did they handle it? What was the reaction? What did they like? What I hate didn't those they? Things where it's like, <laughs> Can I help you? It's like no. Can I get somebody on the phone? The <laughs> Do you need help buying that ticket? Like yeah. no, thank but you. But sometimes for a long time it was humans, mm-hmm. so we were able to read those and then be able to make make AI that can then mm-hmm. talk to you in a way that they were talking. Here, I still think I'm talking to somebody. On, on I know, the other me too. End. I'm like, no, thank you, Thank Tom. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bot we're talking to. <laughs> yeah, and and as time goes on, they're gonna be they're gonna be more and more. Um, a realistic, um, and it'll be exponential. Is the thing? Um, there's so much money being poured into this industry and yeah. resources of all kinds that, um, yeah, it's not it's not going away. And we have to figure out how we live with it and how um, the money that's going to get generated from it gets dispersed Properly. somewhat more equally. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I love looking for funny videos, there's a lot on AI because AI is still technically in its infancy, right? Like we're at the beginning of AI. And it was very funny. It was like someone saying like, hey, whatever, robot, do you know where I am? And the robot's like, I do not know where you are. And then it was like, can you like, can you see me? Do you know where I am? And it's like, I do not know where you are. And then it was like, where's the closest McDonald's? And it said, based on your location, it, you know, there's one right here. And it was like so funny. I was like, oh, this funny, stupid robot. But those kinds of glitches, how do you fix something like that? Or like, how, how do you see that evolving? Because it's going to, like, like you said, it's going to get exponentially smarter. Do you like, do you watch those videos? Are they funny to you? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've seen. I've seen a few of them. Like, what's weird is it's not a glitch. No, it's taught to say it doesn't know where you are, right? Like, do you think any, you know, Apple always saying like, no, we're not tracking you, or that we're not like, and they always are. Tra- they've always tracked you, right? Like, um, people are always afraid that like, oh yeah, the government's tracking me, and I'm like, you have a phone where you walk around everywhere. Yeah, like, believe me, everyone's tracking you. Yeah. Everyone knows where you like are. Coles um, knows where you are. Yeah, yeah. Like, you Welcome. Ever, have you, <laughs> discounts today. Yeah. Walk like in. I drive past it and it's like, bing. and it's like, it's so good for. I mean, AI was really like always. It's how do you sell? Okay, so is that an example of AI where it sees my location and it hits me with an ad? Would you consider that, that part of that, no, or is I, that more I, like target marketing? Like, is that separate? It's analytics. Okay, right. Um, what is AI is like when you're in Amazon and you buy something and then something completely different. It says you should buy, and you don't know why why you up. want it, but you do. There's this amazing story where I mean, it gets me. I I was watching YouTube videos. That's that's all I do. Mm-hmm. I, um, but it kept giving me this this thing about a lobster, and it's like, hey, it's Leon the lobster, and this went on for a month. And no matter what, I, it was always one of the first six videos, and it would tell me, it would suggest this video. I'm like, this is so stupid. I want nothing to do with this lobster. Right? Why would <laughs> I want to watch Leon. this? Video? But literally after a month, I'm like, fine. Like I watched the video. I now have 
plates. I have a <laughs> mug because I love Leon the Lobster. <laughs> like it knew that I was going to like it. Like it was about a guy who saved a lobster from a, a grocery store, right? And then he 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 has the lobster grow, and now it's its buddy. And every like month and a half, he puts out a video of how Leon is doing. And I'm obsessed, right? But, like, I don't even like wow. – I'm not even, like, an animal person, but for some reason. But, like, that was just the algorithm figuring out, based on everything that I've watched, what I was going to enjoy. Because it wasn't, like, a video that had tens of millions of views. Like, when they were suggesting it to me, it had, like, 10,000 views. Like, how did it know? So it's stuff like that. That's that's the scary part where I'm like, Jesus, this is yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not hard for it to know I'm looking for a fuchsia dress, but like, <laughs> exactly. for you to like Leanne the Lobster and his story exactly. is a little more personal. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It really was, especially because I don't, I don't see videos like that. You know, I'm not yeah. like, oh, cute dogs or whatever. I'm just, you know. So if you, okay, if you could give... Everybody, like, three tips on how to learn about AI or how to just be aware of what's happening. Like, what are some things you read or some things you watch or some things you see? Like, what should we be doing for the layman? So a lot of times it's sensationalized, so don't read, you know. Oh, no, I totally read. That's why I called you. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, Chichi, what is this about? Help yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. It, so um, it's weird because I want to tell people, like, hey, like, read some of the studies coming out of some of the universities. But I would say... Honestly, OpenAI is a really great resource. They're actually really good about saying what they're doing. And um, you can get an account with ChatGPT for free and you can literally start testing it. Um, I would get into like the ways that AI is being used, specifically generative AI, because that's what everyone's going to know about. And that's the one that is going to become prominent as, as time goes on. But also like your sources, right? Make sure that you're getting your sources not from you know, people who don't understand, right? Like I wouldn't go to like major, you know, I wouldn't go to Fox or CNN or anything like that. I'd go to, you know, let's see what uh, certain, again, universities are really good. Things that MIT is coming out with, Yale, um, usually really great stuff to read. And that is really, really awesome. Um, and also just make sure you're not reading it from large companies. Like I think something like Google or Apple, they're just trying to sell you stuff. So they're not really going to tell you the truth about what they're doing. I tell people, if you guys are amazed with what's going on right now, that's four-year-old technology. Like the stuff we're doing today, mm -hmm. like we don't even tell people about yet because so I don't just, think people are ready for it. Just as a reminder, like I'm driving a 2013 car. I traded in my 2004 for the 2013 when I went in and they're like, let me show you this fancy one. I'm like, the base model blew me away already. So, um, I think I really need to focus on this because it's one, I know it's like the way of the future. So I don't want to, and I, you know, I, I feel like this is like the 1983 version of computers. Like guys, we need to learn computers. Computers are going to be big. Um, I'm really excited about this. Oh no, you should be. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be our kids. It's going to be like probably the most important part of it. I, I always tell people like the internet was an enormous thing. It connected us all. This is going to be other level. Like, um, I would say this is going to be, you know, 50 times bigger than what the internet was or what the, you know, um, printing press was. Like, um, mostly because we have to make sure that we're not getting influenced by smart marketing tactics by AI. Because yeah. um, right now we're very easily influenced, as we can kind of see in, in politics and things like that. Um, these things, if used improperly, especially with these large language models, if I know the things that you like on Facebook and Instagram and, and, and Twitter, I know how to manipulate you and it's not that hard. And that's what these things can be used for. Um, they can be used to um, in wars, 
right? Getting a whole population of people to believe something that's not true so that they can benefit. This is the things that, you know, stuff with like Russia and then China and things like this. Um, that's what they were talking about. They just didn't know what the problem was. I think now they get it. They should just yeah. be like, oh, they're, they're attacking us. They're getting information. That's the information they want. Um, and it's to do this. It's to influence large groups of people fairly easily. That makes sense. Okay, so we will understand how AI is being used, check our sources and go to universities, and also be cautious of anything put out by large companies because that's more of a sales tactic. So if you're going to research it, go to the researchers, which are going to be at a university. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm I'm going to say, like, we should probably plan on having you back in a couple months because it's going to change again. Right. And um, if you would be open to it, I love seeing my little cousin. <laughs> sure. Not a problem. <laughs> it is always weird when someone calls me little. <laughs> I feel so old. <laughs> cool. Well, Sergio, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, guys. And um, thank you for tuning in to Corporate Cafecito, learning about AI. We still have a big mountain to tackle for all of us to understand it. But hopefully this give you gives you a little bit of insight, some direction, some understanding. And, you know, if you want to hear the great things or see the great things um, Sergio's working on, his company's called Tackle AI. So check him out. Um, and until next time, yo soy Nayeli Suarez Gas. Y yo soy Mario Rodriguez. Hasta la próxima. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform.